Hello and welcome to the Heavy Pages podcast, a safe space for women struggling with an unexpected and unwanted separation or divorce. I'm Josie, your host, and I too have been where you are. It was a crushing time in my life, and to help me cope, I kept a journal. Today, I'm cracking that journal open to share with you those raw, emotional, and sometimes pretty embarrassing chronicles, and also to take a deep dive, sharing my current perspective on them, now that I'm on the lighter side. My mission is to give you support, validation, and encouragement during these difficult times, and to offer you tips, tools, and build up your strength so that you can push through the heavy pages of your own life. everybody. I hope you have enjoyed following my journey through divorce as documented in my journal entries. Uh, Today we will be reading the third journal entry. If you haven't um, read or listened to the first few episodes, you might want to check those out so you can get caught up on what's happening. This one should be a doozy. It is uh, two pages of journaling, so I haven't read it yet because I like to read it back authentically with you guys. Of course, I've read it previously many times, but I probably have not read through these journal entries in at least a couple years. So you're getting my relatively raw opinions on what I have written after a few years of reflection from the last time I've actually read them. Okay, so here we go. Tuesday, March 16th. My boy is super sick. I feel really bad about that. I know he got sick from being around me. I tried to avoid that, but Guy, the asshole, got mad that I asked him to keep his son this past weekend and that got this ball rolling. Anyway, yesterday was okay. I did not do much since it was a wet day and our son was sick. We went to the store and then to the doctor and then back home. At night, I went with the girls to Bennigan's to unload a bit on them. I'm not sure it helped. Well, anyway, I got a call for a job. I do not know what to do about that. I think about my boy and yes, myself. I think about going back to a nine-to-five job. I think about when he has a day off from school. I think about him having to stay late at school. I think about all of this. I also think that I will never be able to get a place for myself if I do not make some real money. I need to do something. I can't just wait around. But I also think that now I am so messed up and confused and that I'm not in a position to make a decision about work. So... Guy calls me to ask me some questions about the bills. Okay, I call him back, and he asks, this, asks his questions, and then he starts going into how we are going to be tight and other crap like that. And he says he was trying to pay more than the minimum on some of the bills. And I was like, hold a second. You need to worry about having extra money to pay for your son and me, because we need stuff just like you do. Now is not the time to be paying things ahead. Then he says something like, well, if I do not pay it, it will never go down. And I was like, well, first things first, you need to save all extra money for our son and I and bills come after that. He and I will still need food and other things. And that is on you to handle. So he was like, well, I know that. But he seemed bothered. 
Then he starts to tell me how he knows that his eating out and the weight loss place has a big effect on the bills and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, listen, so I do not want to hear about the bills. You just figure it out and let me know what is left to give us. If things keep looking bad, then we will see what needs to be done next. And he was like, fine, and hung up. Then later, I called him back because I did not want to be so bitchy. And I wanted to let him know a thing or two as well. Then he was all Mr. Attitude with me. He said he would handle things and hung up. So then I called him back again. And I knew he wouldn't pick up the phone. So on the voicemail, I was like, listen, you hypocrite. How dare you get mad at me for being bothered that you chose all of this and then you're calling me about the bills. I did that for seven years. Now it's your turn. You're the one that needs to figure it out. What makes you think that you can call me and bitch about the bills? You handle it. It's your responsibility. You figure it out. So I'm sure he is super pissed right now. I don't give a crap. I mean, really. What gives? He wants to talk to me about the bills? I think that is funny. It has only been three days of him by himself. I know that this next week or two money will be super tight for him because he has a lot to pay and he really did spend way too much while he was away from the house. But that's all on him. I did not expect him to spend 40 bucks a week on salsa classes or to eat out every day and stuff. He was supposed to be living, but moderately. He did not do that. And now, yes, things will be super tight for the next two weeks. Well, not my problem. If I was there, I would help. If I was there, I would share what I have. But just like he wanted, I now have to look out for number one and number two, me and my boy. This helps, though, just to clear up what an idiot he is and how fucking immature he is. And now he may never get better. And how I am so much better off without him. Anger works better for me, and he keeps feeling it. There was this song called White Flag about a relationship and how even though it was over, she was still in love and she would go down with the ship of love because she loved him. Well, for a day or two, it still made sense to me. I heard it and I thought, wow, that is so what I feel like. That is so me in this situation. But last night and more today, when I hear it, it's like, fuck that shit. Guy is a loser. He chose to leave and I guess I should say give up on the relationship. Why am I going to go down with that ship? Hell no. I'm getting my life jacket on and moving forward and upward. Okay, and then I added at 7.35 p.m. God, I'm hurting so much right now. I just don't understand how this happened. My son is sad because I'm sad, and I do not know how to help him. I do not even know how to help myself. Guy sent me an email before after I hung up due to the budget and stuff. He was not very nice and told me again why he could not be with me. Not that I asked him, of course. I know all this is still fresh in our hearts and our minds, and I do not want to make any more wrong decisions. My God, this is just so hard. Maybe I need to talk to a priest. Maybe, because I so do not understand this. Okay, so, whew, there was a lot to unpack on that one. What do you think? Uh, for starters, yes. I always handled the budget. I always handled the money. He always got mad when I told him he couldn't spend money, but I always got everything taken care of. And here's something. 
that I don't recommend you women do, but this is what I did because I didn't work and he worked. I put all of my um, student loans on deferment or whatever you call that. They never got paid. They were always on back burner. I totally ruined my credit because things that were in my name didn't get paid because his credit is what mattered. His credit, because he had a good job, so his credit was important for us to be able to buy the house. His credit was important for if we needed to get a car. So when I handled the budget, I made sure all the bills were paid. I made sure he didn't get any dings. All of the bills, everything in his name got paid. My stuff was always way, 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 way back burner and honestly ended up never getting touched during our entire relationship. So while he walked away from our relationship with all of his student loans paid, I walked away with student loans that I had before we were married, basically double because of all the compound interest. But anyway, that's a lesson that we will discuss in a future episode. Anyway, back to the budgeting. Yes, so I did all the budgeting and he didn't handle the money. He just had money to spend and then knew when he couldn't spend anymore. So like the, like the thing says, three days in, he's already like a mess. I don't know what to do. Money's tight. And he needed my help. And that really bothered me because I'm like, you, because you're out salsa dancing, you're out uh, paying for um, some medical weight loss, you're eating out every night. I'm here with my son in my mom's house, both of us in one room, trying to, uh, you know, make ends meet, waiting for whatever money you can throw at us, which is already humiliating as it is. And you're calling me because you need help with the numbers. So I, I rightly was upset and I lashed out, though, yes, I probably shouldn't have, but that's all the power I had was the power of my words and to say what I needed to say. But of course, I'm always going to be the bad guy. So for standing up for myself and pointing out the obvious, it gave him the excuse to see, this is why I'm leaving you. This is why I can't be with you because you're this kind of person. So, well, I mean, okay, yes, that is the kind of person I am. I'm a person who's not going to get walked on. I'm a person who's going to call you out if you uh, leave me and then call me because suddenly you can't figure something out. And also you're calling me about money when I'm telling you that my child, that our child is sick and you're like, well... It's my weekend. I need to go out and do my salsa dancing or whatever it was that he would have been doing. But that's probably what he was doing because really that's basically what he spent all his time doing after our breakup. There was a lot of good points that I made there and things that, like I said, when I'm angry, I had power. When, I, when the, the anger fueled me, the anger pushed me forward and made me laser focused on leaving him in the past. But you know, whenever he wrote me and insulted me um, and I read it, it just, it, it tore me back down. It did. And, and it made things so difficult. And I, I struggled and I can see that what 730 in the morning, I, I, or was it in the evening? I have to look at that again and see when that was. Uh, 7.30 in the evening. So everything's winding down. My son was probably going to bed and I'm thinking, analyzing, listening rereading probably his email to me a hundred times over. So 
I had a friend that had recently been divorced. Um, so when I went uh, with my girls to uh, the restaurant, I talked to her a little bit about, you know, what she went through. And it was a different situation. She didn't have kids. I did. She, uh, not to say that it was any more or less painful because, again, everybody handles things different. And uh, one thing I did notice about her was that she was way more quiet. She kept to herself and she kind of handled it on her own. I was the opposite. I could talk to anybody that was willing to listen to me. Thankfully, I had a lot of people that were willing to listen to me because I was constantly just, you know, instead of running it over in my head a hundred thousand times, I would just run it over three or four different people. So that was something that I needed and that's kind of how I worked through it. I'm glad that I was trying to move forward. I don't believe that that job worked out. It'll probably uh, be answered in another journal entry, but I, I know that I didn't start working that soon, so that didn't work out. And I understand where I'm coming from. Just thinking about being a stay-at-home mom for my son's entire life, just being there if he was uh, sick from school, no problem, I'm home. As soon as school was out, I was there to get him. And then having to figure out, where is he going to go? Who's going to pick him up? He's got to do extended day. I knew that I couldn't count on his father because his father had a job. And, you know, still in my mind, uh, his father's job was the important job. So he's not going to leave the job to go get my son when he might be making $30 an hour and I would be making seven. That doesn't make sense. I just didn't put us on an even playing field in my head, which is something that I struggled with a lot. That that goes back to me leaving the house to him because he needed it more. He deserved it more. He paid for it. Ah, you know, th those are things that I know many women and maybe some men, they struggle with. They, they just think because you're not making the money that you don't have the value. And that's just not true because there's so many things that they that the other person can't do without you. I mean, look at three days in, he didn't know what the heck he was a mess with himself because he didn't know how to juggle the budget. Well, I wasn't getting paid to do the budget, but without me doing the budget, he was, you know, at a loss. So everything has value. Everything has value, equal value, whether you get paid for it or not. And I think that's something important to maybe take away from this uh, journal entry and this episode don't belittle yourself. Don't make yourself less than just because you happen to be the stay-at-home mom and he's actually bringing in the money. Every single thing that you do, you know, I, my, my um, ex-husband, he didn't have to put my son to bed at night. Uh, he didn't have to give him a shower. He didn't have to get him up for school in the morning. He had to get himself up, get himself ready, get himself to work get himself back. He played with um, his son, you know, maybe not all the time, but there was very little outside of his scope of a job. He, he really didn't. He wasn't doing laundry. He wasn't, uh, you know, all those other things. None of that needed, he, he didn't do because why? Because he worked. So if he worked and I didn't work, then I did everything else. And is that fair? Well, I mean, 
It can be fair if you are then both equal, but then it's not fair if you do all that. He does the stuff that brings in the money. And then at the end of the day, everything you did doesn't matter because once, well, I mean, I don't know why. Just It just becomes this thing like because there's no money attached to it, it didn't matter. So for anyone listening to this, even though you're not making money, you are an equal and valuable part of a relationship. What you do has value. What you do does matter. Don't let anybody tell you that it doesn't. Don't let yourself tell you that it doesn't. Don't put yourself behind. Don't put your credit back behind his because trust me, hopefully you will be happy and together forever. And if you're not, what you have done to put yourself last will be such a hole for you to dig yourself out of. So that's a little bit heavy, but I think that I'm going to leave it here for this episode. Thank you very much. And I will catch you on the next one. And with that, we'll be wrapping up this week's episode. As always, I appreciate you taking some time out of your day to listen to my podcast. I know you have many other options to choose from. If you would like to join a community of women to discuss further details of the episodes and to reach out to me, you can find a link to our Facebook group in the show notes. If you just want to drop me a quick note, you can do so at www.heavypagespodcast.com. And if you enjoy listening to this podcast and haven't done so yet, I would appreciate if you would rate subscribe and maybe share with others and please remember that sometimes the pages of life can be heavy but you don't have to turn them alone i'll see you next week